Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. One of the only things I like about Hard Knocks is the voice of God <laughs> who narrates it. Great. Live. I hope I get to meet him. But look, you know, I understand that the appeal with us, obviously, there's a lot of eyes on me, a lot of eyes on our team, a lot of expectations for our squad. So uh, they force it down our throats and we got to deal with it. Yesterday, both games, Aiden Hardy, ooh, ooh. Cookies, the other way, Ricky Council. Council out here committing crime. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're going to go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been an easy Friday show as we are so close to the weekend. and We're doing our best to make it a little bit easier for you here in the final stretch. So we've been talking about a lot of things in the sports world, of course, the updates on that Northwestern situation, which is a wild one. But uh, also been talking a little bit about Tennessee and the violations, over 200 of them that they committed, according to the NCAA, 18 of them level one, but they avoided a postseason ban. So very important for them, and I know in their football program, even though Jeremy Pruitt, probably not going to coach in college football ever again, but I guess you can never say never. But still a pretty wild thing that's happened with them. And, of course, with next week at SEC Media Days, I'm sure it's going to be asked a lot to Jeremy Pruitt and his squad. Or not Jeremy Pruitt. I was going to say, Josh that's Heupel. Josh Heupel. Like, he's no longer there anymore. I bet you if he was at SEC Media Days, though, he'd probably get a lot of questions there. But still, we'll talk more about that as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Outline. And welcome in Eric Kane, friend of the show, covering all things Tennessee for VolQuest, as well as the Locked on Vols podcast. And Eric, it's been a while, man. Appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, a little busy here today in Knoxville, but uh, doing well. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm sure it is very busy. So we'll start, of course, with the, the, the big news that happened today. You cover Tennessee. You cover all the sports. Was this something that was expected as far as the timing? And also, with the punishment that got handled down, was, was that expected, or did this come out of the blue for everybody there? Yeah, for the most part, it was expected. Um, you know, Tennessee received this notice, a notice of allegations um, almost this time last year. And, of course, it appealed. It appealed. Um, you know, it had 18 level one violations. And it appealed one of them. It accepted all of them. It appealed one of them, which is the monitor to uh, the failure to monitor charge against the university. And, the NCAA came back, didn't accept it, so they went to a hearing in Cincinnati, and that was 85 days ago. And so that window, you have 90 days to, um, essentially after that hearing, the NCAA was given 90 days to come back with a final punishment, and I believe we're like, you know, day 85. So, you know, we, we got tipped off uh, yesterday that it was going to come down, um, you know, the morning, Friday morning, that uh, essentially news was going to happen today, and then by lunchtime at noon Eastern time, you're going to figure it out. We uh, ultimately, I got the news at 11 o'clock Eastern time. So uh, the big thing in all this, is, and you mentioned it, is no postseason ball ban. And that's something that the university uh, under you know Chancellor Donde Plowman, new athletics director Danny White, who inherited this whole situation, 
um, Randy Boyd, university presidents, and really the, the NCAA Committee on Infractions, you know, all were kind of working towards, um, you know, n- not having a bowl ban because you didn't want to punish um, innocent student-athletes that are here now that had nothing to do with what was going on. So that was the big thing. Uh, we, you know, in, in terms of the fine, I think uh, everybody was expecting a pretty hefty one, so $8 million uh, wasn't shocking. Five-year probation, uh, no bowl ban, as we mentioned. The 28 scholarships that you are losing, uh, Tennessee has already self-imposed 18, and so you just have 10 more to go over the span of a five-year probation, which is just two a year, and so that's very manageable. Um, so at the end of the day, if you're a Tennessee fan, and I think if you're a, represent- a representative of the university, you kind of take it and say, all right, we expected this. Um, you know, you don't want to pay $8 million, but that just kind of is what it is. But, you know, no postseason bowl ban, and you can finally close this chapter and move on and focus on, you know, what's exciting right now, which is a football program that's revitalized under Josh Heupel. So for the current team, the loss of scholarships over the next five years, is that the biggest effect that is going to have on, on what's uh, with the current team? You know, in my, I don't want to diminish that because, again, you don't – I mean, it's like currency, right? You don't – I guess it's a poor choice of words in this scenario, but <laughs> you don't want to lose scholarships in college football. Okay, You're trying to recruit with the Arkansas and the, the LSUs and the Auburns and the Georgias and the Floridas, Alabamas and all those teams. So you don't want to lose that. But Tennessee, again, in the last two cycles, have already self-imposed 18 scholarships. Um, you've already been kind of playing behind the A-ball in that regard, and now – over the course of five-year probation period, if you kind of map it out here, you can just go two a year, and I think it's going to be okay. So I really don't think it's going to be uh, it's going to affect them that much. The common fan will not see the effects of this. Now, there's tons of other recruiting restrictions in there. Uh, you know, official visits. You, you, Tennessee's got a Tennessee's already self-imposed some lack of student uh, official visits, and I believe uh, I think 36 official visits. Uh, Tennessee has to surrender in this situation. Some of the evaluation period in the spring and and contact period and stuff like that. So yeah, it'll it'll fuel it a little bit. But but for the most part, if you're Tennessee, you've already been doing this the last two years. So um, and, and you've seen a good year one under Josh Heupel, and obviously an exciting year two, and you're trying to sustain now. So um, of course it's going to affect them a little bit. But overall, you've already been doing this the last two years. So knowing that it's you, know, you see that number two, uh, over 200 violations, and then you start to see 18 level one violations, and you're looking at it, it's like, okay, well, how, Ole Miss fans are over here like, how, how are they not getting any postseason ban? But, yeah, we got hammered for having so little amount of violations compared to what they had to go through. Is it simply because of the fact that Tennessee has been forthcoming? They've been ones that self-imposed some stuff. Like, Is that why maybe – that's they got off light, quote unquote, compared to what maybe some other schools would have having that many violations uh, impacting them. I, I think that's a good way to phrase it. Um, you know, yeah, essentially Tennessee. Obviously, I mean, you go back to I think it was January the 11th or maybe January 12th of 2021, and it was the press conference with Chancellor Donde Plowman, who was new in the position. Um, you know, former athletics director and former head coach, obviously Philip Former and Brandy Boyd and all them. And you know, Chancellor Donde Plowman came out and said. <laughs> You know, we did this and this and this. And you're sitting there in that press conference, you're saying, what are you doing? Why are you saying this? And she had a specific strategy, and she was going to go all in. And, you know, today, you look back at that decision, and you kind of applaud it. Uh, you know, she went with the direction, and, and, and that's kind of that's kind of the way it worked out for Tennessee. And they were so forthcoming. They paid for the investigation that spent 30 months to, to come to a conclusion. They paid for it. Uh, they offered up anything and everything to the NCAA, and the NCAA essentially said, I was on a media call uh, with the uh, the head of the NCAA Committee of Infractions, and, and a question was asked, you know, if Tennessee didn't play ball, if Tennessee wasn't so forthcoming with uh, self-penalties and, um, you know, all that type of stuff, what would have happened? And, uh, you know, the way she answered it was essentially Tennessee would have been hit with the postseason bowl ban for sure. And so I, I do think that that's the biggest difference. Tennessee fired a head coach, fired nine other individuals, um, we're going to have to pay a fine, pay for the investigation. Uh, they kind of they took the lumps in this, no doubt about it. But because they play ball, you know they can potentially play ball in the postseason. How much do you think the current state of college football factors into this? Because we're talking about a time where this was definitely unacceptable, but now with NIL, you see that certain programs are able to 
to get their players and and uh, have them benefit in certain ways that's different in college football and college sports altogether now than it was at that time. Yeah, I don't think it played much into, uh, into this specific case. Again, all this happened before name, image, and likeness was you know available in college athletics. Um, and still, today, you're not supposed to use that for inducement, obviously. Um, and there's, you know, sides in the report and part of the 18-level-1 18, 18 violations and the over 200 violations total, you know, was inducement. You know, paying a student-athlete, it was cited in one of the one of the pages, it was 70 pages long in the report, that you essentially paid a, a prospect to not go on another official visit. And you paid a down payment on somebody's mom's car and stuff like that. So, you know, that stuff obviously is still not allowed. And so I don't think that it really played that much, you know, into the consideration because all this happened before name, image, and likeness. Uh, the clear, you know, the way that it was expressed in the media call earlier today, you know, the clear disregard for following the rules, essentially, by Jeremy Pruitt and members of the staff and his recruiting staff at the time, and not even being bothered to, to kind of hide it, to be completely frank with you, um, you know, kind of goes back to what I was saying and what Don DePlowman said a couple of years ago. Just the um, the depth that was taken, um, you know, in order to kind of cheat in recruiting, and so I don't think that it played that much a factor into it, simply because this happened all before that. But still, you know, you're you're clearly breaking the rules, and a lot of those rules are still stand today. Speaking with Eric Kane of the VolQuest.com website of a part of On Three Network, as well as the host of the Locked On Vols podcast here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Outline. So, Eric, the fan reaction from this, does anyone really care? Is it kind of like, oh, yeah, that's that's great, we'll move on? Is there any sort of feelings towards this, or is people just saying, yeah, we don't care, that's great, postseason, still alive, let's get on to the SEC media days and football season? That's a good question. Um, you know, for the most part, I mean, you know, everybody hates the NCAA, Tennessee fans hate the NCAA, Arkansas fans hate the NCAA, and that's just, you know, kind of a common denominator with every fan base, mostly. Um, but the, the common fan is not going to see the re- recruiting restrictions because, again, they've been in place the last two years and no one knew about it. Uh, the common fan is not going to feel the $8 million fine. Um, you know, that, that's, that's just kind of part of it. The big thing was uh, being allowed to compete for, you know, a New Year's Six Bowl game, a college football playoff, an SEC championship, you know, postseason bowl games, uh, which is where this program is right now. And so, you know, the fact that, you know, a postseason bowl ban is, is not happening I think a lot of the fan base is happy and is thrilled. And I think, again, more than anything, you're closing this chapter and you're moving on. And now, not that I think it hurt Josh Hoplin recruiting that much, but there was some negative recruiting going on from other teams in the SEC. And, you know, as you should, if there's a cloud over a university that you're trying to beat out for a certain prospect, you should be like, I mean, why do you want to go there? They might not even be able to compete for a college football playoff appearance with everything going on over there. You can finally close that book and say, hey, we know our direction. We're going to be competing for a national championship. Come play for us. And I think that's going to be big for Josh Heupel moving forward. So I think the fans are, are pleased with this overall. Um, but you're still going to have some fans saying, well, why do we get level with all these uh, recruiting restrictions? You know, when Ole Miss did this and Kansas did this and, you know, all that type of stuff as well. That just kind of goes, goes par for the course. And speaking of recruiting, there's a big-time running back recruit, Braylon Russell, who's from Arkansas. And his top three, it's down to Tennessee, South Carolina, Arkansas. So first of all, what does the running back position look like at Tennessee? And what's your feel for Braylon Russell and the Tennessee connections? Yeah, Braylon Russell, man, he, he's a he's a fun prospect to look at. I mean, 200 and what, guys, 45 pounds, 40 pounds. He's huge, but he's so elusive, has great balance. And um, he's a guy that Josh Heupel wants and the staff wants. And, of course, you know, tonight's decision is going to be a big one. I think that no matter what, whoever he chooses, Tennessee or Arkansas, I do believe that it's going to be, you know, you got to be recruiting this guy up until National Signing Day. I think it would be easier if he were to commit to Tennessee for Arkansas to flip him than the inverse of that. If he were to commit to Arkansas again for Tennessee to flip him, that's just my opinion. Uh, but he's a guy they want, obviously. They want to pair him with Peyton Lewis in this, in this running back class for the class of 2024, and it gives kind of a great, diverse look in the backfield. Um, as the, the position overall for Tennessee in the running back room, I think it's one of the deepest, honestly, in the SEC. Now, there's not a you know a, a superman in that group, but there are three guys who have played, are experienced, and have been super productive in the SEC, and Jabari Small, and Jalen Wright, and Dylan Sampson. So 
all three of those guys are going to play a big role carrying the football for Tennessee this year. And I think Jalen Wright is poised for a breakout year. He continues to put on good weight. He's one of the fastest guys on the team and in the Southeastern Conference. And he can run between the tackles well as well. So uh, running back position is pretty good, but obviously we really want to add this one tonight. And it's going to be a it's going to be a nail biter because I think it truly is just kind of a, a coin flip in terms of how close it is between Tennessee and Arkansas. Well, I'm sure whichever school ends up getting them, they'll celebrate, and the other school will be like, yeah, we didn't want them anyways. It's kind of the it's par for the course of how recruiting goes <laughs> yeah. in the SEC. But uh, the other thing, too, Eric, is you know, knowing with Tennessee, they're coming off of one of, if not the most memorable year they've had in quite some time in football. Of course, beating Alabama and uh, knowing the, the season they had and uh, the success that they had. But now it's a new year. Now you turn the page. How do you follow that up? So what is it going into SEC media days or even into the season in general what is the big question for Tennessee, and how can they and will they replicate or do better than what they did this past season? Yeah, I like this team. I like this makeup. I mean, there's there's some questions uh, for Tennessee, just like there's some questions for you know every team in, in the SEC in America right now. You got to replace some some great guys on the offensive line. You got to replace a Bolinikoff Award winner receiver and another another wide receiver and Cedric Tillman, who was a stud, and of course you got to replace Hendon Hooker, who has been one of the country's best quarterbacks each of the past two seasons. So those are big question marks. But I think this defense uh, is you know took a step last year, and I think it's going to be deeper and poised to take another step this year. And if you're a defender for Tennessee, I mean, obviously you don't want to have any points scored on you and all that, but really you just need to play complimentary football. You need to be good on third and fourth down, good in the red zone, and you know create some takeaways. And Tennessee took a major step in all of those categories last year trying to get the football back to the offense. So I think Tennessee's going to be in a better position defensively. Offensively, comes down to the quarterback position. You know, Joe Milton's been in college football for about a decade now. He's hmm. arguably got the best arm strength in America, and uh, he has all the tools. Uh, he looked good when he came in for Hendon Hooker last year and certainly in some mop-up duty situations. But can he be consistent week after week? That's the biggest question in Knoxville right now, and uh, obviously – if he goes, that offense will go, and I think Tennessee will be you know, close, if not right where they were last year, in my opinion. What is it that Joe Milton needs to uh, improve on the most from what you saw at the end of last season going into this season? Well, his, his biggest thing was accuracy. You know, as a starting quarterback in Michigan and for about five and a half quarters at Tennessee, um, you know, early in his career, uh, he was not very accurate with the football. But he improved with that. You know, last year, and again, mop-up duty is mop-up duty. You go in there, and the game's in hand and everything. But he threw for nearly a 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. And then he looked really good in the bowl game against Clemson. Didn't have Miles Murphy on defense, understandably, but um, three touchdowns, you know, had 265 passing yards, whatever the case was. You know, for Joe, I think, you know, he shedded a little bit of weight to kind of help with his mobility and extending plays. That's something that Hendon Hooker was so good about as well that, very underrated about his game and uh, again I just think just kind of putting it all together he's never lacked for confidence um, this is Joe Milton's football team and um, I think he's ready to, to leave this offense and see what happens so uh, one thing I know that has been talked about in the SEC of course when Oklahoma and Texas join and in, in the schedules and everything in 2024 Arkansas and Tennessee play each other and actually in favor Arkansas got a great home schedule LSU Ole Miss Tennessee Texas it's gonna be a great one but I was looking at Tennessee's schedule Y'all get Bama at home, Florida at home, Kentucky at home, Mississippi State at home, but you go to Arkansas, to Georgia, to Oklahoma, and to Vanderbilt. Do you feel like that schedule is a little top-heavy, a little unfair, or is everybody, hey, that's just the way it is. You're going to go out and you're going to play those games no matter what. And mostly it's just kind of the way it is. I mean, if you're you're playing a Southeastern Conference schedule every year, it's now expanded. If you're Tennessee, you played Alabama every single year. So you play Alabama, you play Georgia, who's been the king of college football the last couple of years. Of course, Florida has always been a big rivalry game. So you're kind of used to it. I was hoping, because, of course, everybody's got to play Texas or Oklahoma. I was really hoping that you could get a kind of a battle for the UTs, Tennessee-Texas, Nico Yamaliava against Arch Manning. I think that would have been a whole lot of fun. But going to Oklahoma makes a whole lot of sense because you have the Josh Heupel uh, storyline there, and the media is going to blow that over the uh, over the heads of all college football each of the next couple of seasons in preparation for that game. So it is a tough schedule, no doubt about it. But you know, I, th- I think the way Tennessee looks at it, it's you know, it's, it's nothing different. It's been dealing with that the last couple of years, just like a lot of other teams in the SEC have. 
I know it's hard to predict, but since you brought it up, is there some sort of maybe fear in the back of the mind of Tennessee fans that if Venables doesn't get it done at Oklahoma, that Heupel would leave to go to Oklahoma? Or is everyone pretty confident that he's there for the long haul in Knoxville? You can never rule that out. I mean, you can. That's where he played football, and that's and he won a whole lot of big games. He's got great memories there. I will say I understand that Bob Stoops is no longer the head football coach there, but as long as Bob Stoops is involved <laughs> in, in the program, I do not think that would ever be a possibility. That's just my opinion. Um, but I think Josh Heupel's happy here. He's happy with what he's built, the turnaround of the program, um, where this where this program is headed, and trying to get its stability and all that. So. I think he's really excited to be here in Knoxville. And, again, you can never rule it out, but I, I wouldn't be worrying about that too much right now if you're a Tennessee fan. Yeah, you probably got bigger fish to fry and uh, worrying about uh, everything else going on in the SEC. So you just got to keep doing what you're doing. But it should be a great football season. It should be great SEC media days. And I don't know, I guess, are you happy it's in Nashville? It's a little closer for you guys, I'm sure, and making the trip. Uh, I don't know how much closer, but it seems like it would be a better place and better destination for Hoover than Hoover. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's, it's always fun in Hoover. always have a good time, but you're talking about a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Knoxville to Nashville. So hmm. I'll be heading down Thursday morning. Tennessee, I believe, is the last team <laughs> to, to get in front of the podium for SEC Media Day, so it'll be a one-day trip for me. I'm thrilled. Yeah, I bet so. And, hey, people in Arkansas are happy because it's just, hey, you get on I-40 and drive, and that's pretty much all you got to do to get there. So should be a great time, no doubt about it. Eric, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Have a great weekend, and we'll be catching up with you at SEC Media Days. Sounds good, man. Appreciate you. All right, again, that was Eric Kane of VolQuest.com, as well as the Locked on Vols podcast, joining us on the Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Take a break and come back with more Easy Friday show. We want to hear from you. 501-661-1037 is our number to call or text in. More Out of Bounds next. Join 1037 The Buzz as First Security Bank presents coverage of the 2023 SEC Media Days. Get the latest news, interviews, and highlights brought to you in part by Kaufman by Design West and UAMS. Be sure to watch 1037 The Buzz social media for live videos, pictures, and more. In the NBA Summer League yesterday, Ricky Council of the Fourth had nine points on three for eight shooting in the 76ers' 99-98 loss to the Hawks. Nick Smith Jr. had 12 points, four rebounds, and four assists on five for 16 shooting in the Hornets' 89-83 loss to the Pelicans. Audis Tony got the start for the Magic, recording six points, seven rebounds, two steals, and three blocks in the Magic's 88-71 loss to the Trailblazers. Today, the Thunder will face the Wizards at 3.30 on NBA TV. The Celtics will take on the Knicks at 5.30 on NBA TV. Then at 8, the Pistons will face the Spurs on ESPN. And the Arkansas Travelers get back to action today, hosting the Corpus Christi Hooks at Dickey Stevens Park. First pitch is set for 7.05. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Acre and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501 794 2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. At Jones & Son, when you shop for an engaged ring, you get the benefit of shopping with the largest selection of rings in Central Arkansas. We also carry the biggest brands in the business and now offer our new Jones & Son collection of branded engagement rings. Our Jones & Son rings are high quality at a really great price. Also, they are fully customizable and we can modify any design to suit your needs. We are direct diamond importer and import all of our diamonds so we save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones, inviting you to shop Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry in West Little Rock. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Sometimes you just gotta have some wings. And with buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki, Cajun buffalo, lemon honey, garlic parmesan, mango habanero, lemon pepper, pineapple habanero, honey hot, and Brewskies Reaper, you know where to find them. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. 
Pub Pool Trivia just added to Fridays at 7 p.m. with karaoke and J.J. Wilson, the DJ, from 9 p.m. till close tonight at Brewski's, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Join the zone each weekday for the Entertainment Report, brought to you by Bell and Sword of Conway. Find out the very latest breaking news and entertainment each day on the zone. Justin, West, and Christian will dish out what the stars and celebrities have going on, and you can catch it every day. Bell and Sword has everything for the best dressed man. From boots to suits, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Bell and Sword at 1020 West Oak Street in Conway. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn jukebox on 103.7 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later, happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. You want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Bourbon and Brews is 5 to 7 at Twin Peaks. So you have some crossover between Happy Hour and Bourbon and Brews. So plenty of drink specials at that time until 7 o'clock today. And a great menu of food always at Twin Peaks. They're always adding to that menu so you can try something different. Each and every time you go. And uh, as far as sports, Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside now. Wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action. But MLB is back from the All-Star break. Wimbledon is going on. Barbasol Championship and Genesis Scottish Open in golf. They're going on right now as tune-ups for the Open Championship. Combat sports, boxing, MMA. Holly Holm fights this weekend. WNBA All-Star Game is going on, so plenty of sports there to watch at Twin Peaks. Out of Bounds is going to be at Twin Peaks a week from today. So next Friday, come by and say hi at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views. It's an easy Friday show here on Out of Bounds, folks. If you want in on the conversation, very simple to do. 501-661-1037. It's a call or a text. You can do both. And also the Asher Record Life in feedback. There's that, too. In fact, we've had some people... Chiming in, for instance, Football Fanatic says about Tennessee, so if these 18 level 1 violations happened to Tennessee in the early 80s, like SMU, they would have gotten a death penalty? Yeah. Yeah? (laughs) But they don't do that anymore. Amazing how time changes everything. Talking about just staunch differences of uh, how things have gone and knowing that uh, college football is always a moneymaker, but each and every year it's become more and more so. And they, uh, the NCAA is just continuing to show that they're irrelevant, is, is what it comes down to. Also, Elsie and Sherwood says, To the point about Walsh being a better, uh, playing better, if you notice, he went to the cup about every time he touched the ball the other night. He certainly do that, didn't do that while he was here, and he's had some success thus far in summer league. Certainly he's been more aggressive uh, with his offensive game in each game. So is this what we're doing? Just <laughs> critiquing how every player played here and how they're playing better now. I guess and, so. And giving a reason as to why. I guess so. Can't just be you know, the things that we said and all these little things that go into it. 
Because, I mean, listen, it, it depends on the game you're looking at because Walsh has played well, but, you know, he also had a pretty bad game. It's like, it's just going to happen. It's basketball. And when you're playing in these settings, you're going to have good games, you're going to have bad games, just the way it is. And this happens all the time. Just think about the player that Devin Booker is and what he's become over the last few years in the NBA. There are people that pointed to that also and said, oh, we never saw that at Kentucky. Well, they were playing limited minutes and sacrificing not only playing time, but making sure you can get the ball to other players and get it in their hands. It's a little more wide open and, and more freedom and not everybody on an NBA team. And say, you can say the same for college, but everybody on an NBA team, their job is not to score. They have different responsibilities. And so that's what opens it up for some of these quote-unquote superstars and the ones that are your scores. Because I've also felt like, I'm sure there's examples of it, but I've always felt like there's been players that have played college and, and maybe played fairly well in college, but then once they got to the NBA, it, they really took off. And I think that when you see that in the NFL even, there's a lot of players in the NFL that were good college players that once they got to the next level, they took off and became elite-level players. And you could use examples for it, but I always feel like Patrick Mahomes, for instance. Patrick Mahomes was a really good quarterback in college, but I don't think anybody who saw, like, for instance, Arkansas playing him in 2015 saw, hey, you know what, that's going to be the best player uh, in the NFL, and he's going to win two Super Bowls right there, playing right there. No one saw that, but... It, it's you, hard to predict. Yeah. You could never predict anything like that. Yeah, because there's also players that you thought were surefire guys that would be, oh, amazing in the NFL or amazing in the NBA that don't always pan out. Sometimes you hit your peak or you just figure something out, something clicks for you to where you find that success, and sometimes it's later in life. It's just the way it is and the way it goes sometimes. And then also from our text line from the 501 says, John, in your honest opinion, where does this money the NCAA finds schools go to? Also, with the basketball guys, also they're focused on every day is ball, not school, just ball. That's true. That's, There's that's, a lot of truth to that. Yeah. It's amazing what you can do when you focus on just one thing instead of two. But as far as the NCAA and, and when they find schools where the money goes, it, it kind of goes into the, from my understanding, it goes into the collective pool and a lot of that money is distributed in various ways, whether it's scholarships or uh, other educational programs. Uh, it's it's almost like the government, you know. It's like it goes somewhere, and it, they say it goes to some things, but you just don't know. It doesn't say specifically. Oh, this eight million dollars Tennessee's got fined. This is what it's going to go towards specifically. I, I don't think that there's anything like that, or just any fines in general. Uh, if you storm the field in the SEC, for instance, uh, we know that those fines have been building up. Those go towards, uh, I believe, a scholarship fund, and those fines in the conference. But the NCAA because they have so much money that they distribute via scholarships and uh, and all of that, I think it just goes into the big pot that is distributed. So they, 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 got their, they got their money, and hopefully it goes towards a good cause. For as long as the NCAA is going to be intact, hopefully it goes into a good cause. And also, uh, Floyd says on the Asher Wrecker, says, uh, I've had to spend weeks in Vegas, lost, not anything there. Don't drink nor gamble or cheat on my wife. Love my Arkansas Go Hawks. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. So what'd you do in Vegas? Uh, he just hung out. Just, just chilled, man. Just hung out. Maybe went to eat. I'm sure you went to do that, probably. Plenty of places for it. Yeah. In Vegas, there's no doubt. And then also, there was a tweet that we had uh, at the discussion that uh, we were bringing up. And uh, speaking of the, uh, nor- oh yeah, it's from nor- about the Northwestern deal. This comes from Scott. He says, "Where would you guys rank the Northwestern head football or head coaching football job right now? They've had success, but it certainly seems like one of the tougher places to win at in Power Five college football. It's a high academic institution, so those are always going to be harder to win. Oh yeah, because you got to get the players there, and you don't have a, a big pool of players." that you do at some other universities. It's it's tough. Ah, just because you're in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is continuing to expand as well, and you're having to go up against in the recruiting grounds. Like You're right there in the mix of you got Michigan, you got Ohio State over here, you got Indiana, you got Illinois that's in the same state as you that you're going up against recruiting-wise. And due to the high academic standards, it's a tough program to win at. It's a, not, it's a good job because it is Power 5 and they pay well. Uh, 
But as far as setting you up for success of winning championships, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be one of those types of jobs. But still pretty good, though. As far as recruiting, though, if, if you get players that meet those academic standards and you get them to the area to see the campus, it's a beautiful place, and it's a great place to go to school, and you're right outside Chicago. So it's an easy sell from that standpoint, but you have to get the players that meet those academic standards to start with. Well, when you get that success at your school, and it's proven that you can have it, which was what Pat Fitzgerald did, It was there so long, and just as recent as 2020, they won the Big Ten West. They won their division. He's proven that you can win there if you just have the right setup and if you have the right team and the formula. Obviously, maybe a a lot less uh, hazing going on. That would be helpful. But whenever you see programs like that have success recently, it at least shows that it, it is possible. It is possible to win there. And there's a lot of schools that have gone a long time without winning at a high level. I always think about Nebraska, which is not anything hating on Nebraska, but you know there may be things that change over time because the game changes over time, where Nebraska 30 years ago may have been considered one of the best jobs in the country, but now maybe not the case. Same thing with Northwestern. It could be a job that before Pat Fitzgerald arrived maybe wasn't looked at as a very good job, but because of the success he had, it made it a little bit more appealing to people because they were like, hey, he won there. We could win there. They at least have the setup to where we can win. I'd be more interested in it in that case. They have players at times also. They just had an offensive lineman, Peter Skaronsky, who was the number 11 pick overall in this past year's NFL draft, going to the Tennessee Titans. So they have players. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, having so many players on certain teams. And, you know, every few years, maybe they are able to put it together where they have multiple players that contribute to them being a better overall team. I was trying to think of, is there a player that's like been in the NFL or recently was in the NFL from Northwestern that's been like an all-star caliber, like a big-time player? Because they've had success and they've had some good college players, I remember. I just couldn't think of any off the top of my head in the NFL uh, that uh, either recently or currently probably not been there. Recently. I just looked but, up, they, but they have had some over the years. Yeah, I just looked up... Uh, who would be some of the possible players from Northwestern, like the best football players from Northwestern. And there's a lot of names that I am not familiar with. Like, uh, Well, their most famous probably is Otto Graham, but yeah. Otto Graham played in the 40s. Yeah. Trevor Simeon, right? He was a Northwestern guy. Yep. <laughs> Him and, yeah, gets, gets down to the nitty-gritty. There's probably some there, too, that uh, probably did play and have success in you know, made a lot of money there, but just off the top of my head, though, there's not a whole lot. Because was it Justin Jackson? Was he a player that actually... He was a running back, but I don't know if he actually ended up doing anything with the Lions. He's he's all right. Yeah. He's he's not anybody that his name is going to jump out at you, but um, Rashawn Slater, who's another offensive lineman, mm-hmm. and uh, Greg Newsom, cornerback for the Cleveland Browns. So they've had some players. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at a few of them, like Anthony Walker Jr. right now, a linebacker for the Cleveland Browns, was drafted by the Colts. He's still playing. So there's guys that are still in the league and everything. But uh, yeah, point is is that they didn't just have success in Northwestern with Pat Fitzgerald because they had like one or two iconic players. They had a lot of good players at different positions that was able to build a really good team. That's how they did it. But still, I would not consider it to be one of the better jobs in college football, but still a good job as far as pay goes if somebody's interested. We'll take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll have your Razor Aug updates. We'll get to more of your phone calls and text messages and keep it moving on an easy Friday show. So stay with us here on Out of Bounds. Spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast, or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, as well 
well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims, all Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune anytime from 1953 to 1987 and developed a serious health condition. You may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-619-7308. 800-619-7308. Refresh your ride at O'Reilly Auto Parts with the new Art of Car Care line from Turtle Wax and L.A. Street Artist Mr. Cartoon. Whether it's a detailer to give your paint that extra shine or wheel and tire products to keep them spinning in style. Plus, get two times O Rewards points. Get Turtle Wax and Mr. Cartoon's The Art of Car Care exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay, outdoor summer cocktail party fit check. I've got a hot pink and orange bodycon dress paired with vintage sneakers. It'll definitely attract attention, but not from mosquitoes. Because I'm wearing it with off clean feel for eight gorgeous hours of not sticky, fragrance-free protection. So I can sip, socialize, and flirt out there in the wild with absolutely unshakable confidence. Get your pre-party protection on with Off Clean Feel. SC Johnson, a family company. Freshness made easy with slippery small spaces. One continuous freshness that fights odors with no batteries and no outlets? Try for Breeze Small Spaces. Ah, but what's a small space? To answer that, we brought in our lawyer. Small spaces include, but are not limited to. <sighs> Bathrooms, closets, laundry room, kid room, pet corners, man cave, she sheds, most nooks, and all crannies. There you go. Febreze Small Spaces is the world's most convenient. <clears throat> Febreze Small Spaces is super convenient and never stops freshening for 45 days. Mm-hmm. Free happy, Febreze, la, 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 la. Do you have heart failure and often hear... Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist and ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see Shelter Agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Hellman, Little Rock, or Bo Beavis and Cabot. Is your air conditioning system ready for the heat? Middleton Heat and Air is ready to keep your home and family cool this summer. Let us check your system before it gets hot. We offer free estimates on replacements with no overtime rates from 8 to 8 even on weekends. See why we install more heat and air systems in Arkansas than anyone. Call Middleton today at 501-224-4888. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How's my protege? Jeremy. Yeah. He... J-Bone. J-Bone is, believe it or not, he's getting married. What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good. Good. More for me and you. On 103.7 The Buzz. Out of bounds here on an easy Friday show, and we're making it easy for you, but not as easy as what Guadney Chevrolet can make it for you, because right now they have some of the best deals that you will ever get when it comes to your car buying experience. Think about you and your road trip that you're going to be taking next week, and you're sitting there looking at your vehicle. Like, oh, we may have to make sure that all the stuff's working on this one. It's been giving us some issues. 
Hopefully it gets us across the country. Hopefully the kids don't start hating me as we have to change tires or have to do some maintenance work on the side of the road. Well, don't worry about that anymore. Just go over to Guani Chevrolet and get you a new vehicle, and you won't have to have any concerns about that whatsoever, especially when it comes to their new vehicles. But even their pre-owned vehicles, they say they're good enough for mom, and they mean that. And what that means is that they would never, you would never, put a vehicle, put your mom in a vehicle that was not the creme de la creme, they don't believe in that either. So they got a great inventory on new vehicles, on pre-owned vehicles, and they're ready to help you out and get you in a vehicle that you want and that you can afford. It doesn't matter if it's a Tahoe, doesn't matter if it's a Silverado, doesn't matter if it's a full-size vehicle, they have you covered. And once you buy that vehicle, they have an award-winning service department. So that way, once you drive off the lot, it's not a, hey, see you later, never. They want you to come back and use their service department where they'll always get you fixed up and make sure that you're taken care of. So no matter what it is when it comes to your vehicle needs, do it with Guadney Chevrolet right there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit, 1301 TPY Drive. You can check out their inventory also online at guadneychevrolet.com, but it's easier just to go see them in person. So check them out today at Guadney Chevrolet and guadneychevrolet.com. Again, it's an easy Friday show. Bobby Warnes is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes as we'll talk to him about what's upcoming next year and how they're handling behind the scenes of balancing the draft with the transfer portal, with the high school recruiting. It's quite the thing. So we'll get an idea of uh, what to expect out of them and the behind the scenes for them. And we'll also have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service in just a second. But we were uh, talking about Northwestern football players and uh, ones that uh, of note, and Atomic Hog actually texted in and said, until Gary Barnett got to Northwestern in the early 1990s, the Wildcats have been terrible in football for quite a while. In the 95 season, the Wildcats had their first winning season since 1971. They lost in the 96 Rose Bowl. Key players included Pat Fitzgerald and Darnell Autry. So, <laughs> of course. How about that? <laughs> All connected there. Imagine going... How many years is that? 24 years without a winning season in college football. I don't want to think about that. I think that would kill any sort of fun. <laughs> any sort of good feelings towards that program if you had to go 24 years. Like you, you could be born and grow up and graduate college at Northwestern without a winning season ever transpiring for your team. That would be a brutal way to live. But I'm sure there's other teams that have done that. But too. whatever fans they have, they are true fans. I mean, give them credit. Give them credit. They uh, they bring in each and every time. Are they purple or are they blue? Is purple. it purple? Okay. Because yeah. I've seen, like, they always have these pictures up online when they're talking about this story. And in some pa- cases, they look like they're purple. But then other images, they look like they're blue. It's like, I'm pretty sure they're purple. I guess it just depends on the image that you have. So, but yeah, keep those messages coming. But we have some updates to give to you with your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. So let's do it. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog updates, we know tonight is a big night for Razorback football recruiting and Sam Pittman because they're hoping to land two coveted four star prospects. Running back Braylon Russell who's from here in the state of Arkansas from Benton at 6.30 tonight. He will be announcing his decision at the school cafeteria there in Benton. He's 6'2", 230 pounds. And Arkansas, Tennessee, and South Carolina will be the three finalists. And I, I assume he's probably going to have the three hats on the table and decide uh, which hat he puts maybe, on. Maybe a hat. Maybe put maybe. a twist on it, do something different. I mean, people get creative with these things nowadays. It's as long as there's no live animals. That always freaks me out. But he'll at least have that decision at 6.30. And then later, about half an hour later, that is, Arkansas is also going to hear from Selman Bridges, hopefully, as he will be announcing his decision. He's a four-star cornerback, 6'3", 170, out of Temple, Texas. He is a consensus four-star prospect and is the number nine cornerback in the country as well as the number 75 overall prospect in the nation. So it would be a huge get for the Razorbacks. He will be deciding at 7 p.m., where he has officially visited and has narrowed it down to Arkansas, 
TCU and Texas. Two other uh, Texas schools in there. Of course, TCU playing in the national championship game this past year. uh, Sort of increased their recruiting. But he also has uh, a top nine list, which is Arkansas, LSU, Oklahoma, Oregon, TCU, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, and Southern Cal. Yeah, I would like a player that has offers to all those schools. That feels like it would be a good one. But that'll be tonight. And hopefully, if uh, he ends up committing to Arkansas, he will be the number one player in the Arkansas class as far as commitments go. So this would be the best commitment or at least the highest rated commitment that Arkansas would have for 2024. So pretty important. Pretty important tonight. And hopefully it goes well for Arkansas. And also on some other news dealing with football and Sam Pittman, Uh, The Dodd Trophy names two SEC coaches to its preseason watch list. Yes, it is watch list season, folks. And the Dodd Trophy celebrates the head coach of a team who enjoys success, but also stresses the importance of scholarship, leadership, and integrity, the three pillars of legendary coach Bobby Dodd's coaching philosophy. The award considers each program's graduation rate, graduation success rate, commitment to service and charity in the community, projected success of the 2023 season, and academic progress rate. Great. Who cares? What cares about is can you get that hardware? Well, Sam Pittman, again, one of two coaches. So surprising that he is listed as one of them because, listen, the success that they're having on the field is is great, and or at least uh, in those regards from that grading system is really great. But a few other n- names of note, Nick Saban's on that list. You also got uh, Gus Malzahn. I know he's outside the SEC, but Malzahn's in the mix there. You got J- Jim Harbaugh. You got Mel Tucker, Dabo Sweeney, Steve Sarkeesian. So a few coaches out there and teams that have a pretty high APR, which I always wondered how the APR works. I know if you have an over 900, it's good, I think. I think that's what they're going for. But I don't know how they grade that out. It's always good whenever it's high, though, well, if Mich- you're in the mix for that. Well, Michigan has 1,000, apparently. <laughs> I think that's the highest you can go. Great. So, yeah. Jim Harbaugh, Dave Clawson at Wake Forest, Ryan Day at Ohio State. Those are the three coaches with a thousands of, of the APR. I don't know how you do it, but congratulations, guys. You're having success on the field and off the field, at least in the classroom. So there you have it. There is your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Take a top-of-the-hour update when we come back. Razorback assistant baseball coach Bobby Warnes is going to join us. We'll talk to him about formulating his team. Eh, well, it's Dave Van Horn's team, but still, he's going to be a part of it. So we'll talk to him about that And keep it moving in the third hour with your phone calls and messages and some fun headlines, too. So stay with us here on Out of Bounds, because the third and final hour of the day and of the week is next. Randy Rainwater on location in Searcy Friday at Harding University for the 7-on-7 Sonic Air Raid presented by Hennard Foothills Equipment. Top elite high school football players from the South will be there this weekend at Harding University. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. 